Morning, guys. Morning. Welcome to the Spring Roll Podcast. Hey. Hey. So, uh, we got Brandon Walensky here. Um, let me first introduce myself. I'm Eric from Spring Roll Fightwear. And we got co-hosting with me is Suti. Hey. Suti, say something. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the inaugural Spring Roll Podcast. Uh, so, yeah. What's up? We got... Who else do we have here? Well, we got a few more people in here, but you know they're busy playing with their phones and eating. So KFC. KFC. Okay, so first, Brandon is going to be here till Sunday. He's doing a seminar with us. And how's your time here so far, bro? That's okay, Eric. Uh. <laughs> so Brandon got here on what? What day did he get here? He got here. He got here on Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning straight. No, in. actually, he got. His flight got delayed. Uh-huh. Um, he was supposed to fly into Jakarta from Bali around seven, but it got delayed. So I got him a cheap room. Where? <laughs> Where? Cheap room near near the, near the Bali airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, with all the bad bugs and stuff. Holy oh, shit! <laughs> so you came here from where? Um, I was in Darwin, Australia, before I came here. I was here. I was there for two weeks. And then came to Indonesia. So just doing seminars and clinics, or just vacation? Yeah, I was doing like a like a little camp. I've been there before, and mm-hmm. um, my friend there he invited me to go this time just to do like a longer camp. Last time I went, I was only there for a weekend, and uh, he really liked my style, my my, my jiu-jitsu, cool. so just invited me over. Were you guys just competing as well, or just? No, I mean I think they they have a couple of tournaments coming up soon, so they wanted to get like and start off the year with like more. Uh, like a good some good training you know so for so for all the indonesian here listening who don't know about brandon so i've been talking to this guy since his brown belt years you know yeah. like we've seen him compete in a flow grappling instagram or facebook or youtube because it's free <laughs> 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 and like this is a he's a super nice guy you know so when I heard he's coming to Darwin, we decided to like ask him to come and visit us, and show show us some stuff, you know. By the way, Brandon is a Clark Gracie Brown black belt, and he's also a judo black belt. When do you get your judo black belt? Um, I was actually nineteen, so six years, six years ago. ago. Yeah, six years ago. Wow. And you got your black belt like two years ago? No, a little over a year now. A little over December sixteenth. Uh, 2016 so a little over a year now yeah so you've been doing this for a while then yeah so how hard was the transition from judo to bjj oh it's very very it's easy pretty simple, yeah pretty right? simple i mean judo still has like their niwaza which is like the the ground game mm-hmm. you know so it wasn't it was not hard at all you so know? you went from black belt and you were you you started as a white belt first in jiu-jitsu no or? so actually where i started at um i was 13 but they didn't teach jiu-jitsu for kids right or like teenager you know but I was pretty I was pretty small so they just jumped me into the kids class and uh, as soon as I turned like 16 then I I jumped into the adult class so I was like a I think like an orange belt in judo and then I was obviously white yeah for jiu-jitsu but from white belt you just fast tracked it straight through yeah Yeah. as soon as I I got my black belt and in judo I was like I think it was a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and then I just focused like most of my time in Mm. jiu-jitsu yeah so What's next for you? Like, what what comp are you joining soon? 
Uh, as soon as, soon as I come back from Indonesia, um, I get back like on the 18th of February. No, I'm sorry, on the, on the 11th, yeah. Um, I get back and we st we're actually starting this camp for Pan Ams. We have a Pan mm. Ams camp on the 18th of February. So um, I'm gonna get straight into it, start training for, for Pan Ams, which is a pretty good, pretty good competition and uh, just gonna get ready for that. It will be at Clark's Academy. Yeah, yeah, Clark, Clark Gracie headquarters. Are, you, are you planning to cut weight or? Um, usually, cut weight? usually not so much. I mean, before I used to like two years ago, I used to cut down to light feather weight, which is like really difficult. <laughs> but uh, this past year, I, I gained a little bit more weight, so now I just compete at feather weight, and usually I just have to um, cut the gi weight. So mm. it's not that bad. Well, it's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you about when you're in, when you're in full competition season. Are you, are you worried about your nutrition, or are you just no, just worry about the weight cut right before? Um, what do you mean? Like before the, just before the competition? Before the or you I mean, like usually, yeah. Something? I mean, I like to eat, man. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need I need food and my sweets, you know. <laughs> I love so food. if you haven't followed uh, Spring Roll's Instagram, you should see their stories with Brandon just munching on martabak every night. <laughs> so, sate padang. What else? Nasi padang. Nasi padang. So the food out here is pretty good. But yeah, if you don't move, you're screwed. Exactly, yeah. Like, I, like homeboy over here munching on KFC <laughs> if you don't see it. <laughs> But it's okay. You're like 20 in your early 20s, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like the first two two nights. I had Marta work, right? I can already feel, you know. <laughs> well, like for, the first thing you did when you stepped up the plane, I think Eric gave you some durian ice cream, and that was a bit of a welcome to Southeast Asia. Oh moment. man, yeah. I, I heard stories about it before, you know, like uh, pretty popular here. But I I tried it. I tried like a little uh, little taste. Was not really fucking good. Hot, hot garbage. <laughs> but I told them it was like super small little taste that I had, and I told them it tasted like a burp. Like if someone burped in your face and you, you inhaled that, that's what it tasted like. Oh man, that's a really fucked up way of explaining it though. Now I'm imagining it's like, oh, that's what that, like my first, yeah, like, that was like, oh my god, this this tastes like a, like a burp. So when this podcast goes out, I mean, we're not. It, his seminar is gonna be over, right? Yeah. So. So yeah, anyone who's planning to join the seminar, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> won't be hearing this for, for how long, Matt? Well, for a few days. For a few days. Yes. Okay, so we'll be done by then. <laughs> we can so, get it up tonight if you want. I get it up every night, but <laughs> let's let's make that make that sure. Your editing has to be good, though. Your editing skills. <laughs> So besides competing with uh, IBJJF rule set, Brandon compete uh, in a lot of other formats like EBI, uh, five five grappling, yeah. and also fight to win. Yeah, fight to win. Yeah, where all the other techniques where you cannot use like heel hooks, mm -hmm. like what else besides heel hooks? Um, Can you well, crank? Fight fight to win is I think the only organization where you can slam other than ADCC oh. right? but mm. ADCC and, and fight to win you can slam people you know, so be careful with that are you planning to transition into MMA at all or mm, I don't think so not really I mean um, Jiu Jitsu I don't know I just I just like it a lot more MMA is a whole different world mm. and a whole different scene and I don't know I like the the martial arts aspect of uh, Jiu Jitsu and the, mm. the traditional you know not so much purist yeah yeah you know not so much like MMA like people go out and like drink and like Brawling. scream yeah scream at you Brawling. like a street fight you know like I'm not really I mean it's cool to watch you know but 
if I'm be part of that. Actually, that's what it is, right? It's cool to watch, but to do, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, okay. The training is world, hard, right? also. Training's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a totally different skill set when you're just going from a pure striking standpoint, and then you got to worry about being taken down and whatnot. Exactly. So you got to stand differently and just, this is weird. For sure. At the, at the first time, how did you get into, like, um, when did, did uh, you start with, uh, an, I don't know, BJJ or any martial arts? form of martial arts oh, like when oh, I started I mean you you're, you're like 25 right yeah 25 at what age did you get started so I started judo at 13 um, my dad at the time I was like um, I was really into basketball and soccer played a lot of sports and uh, at the time I was just focused on that but my dad wanted me to do some type of martial art and uh, he took me to a karate school absolutely hated it you know mm. I, I didn't like the idea of just like kicking and punching things or just like the air, you know what I mean? So my dad found, he actually found a, a judo and, and jiu-jitsu school near my house. And I told him like, no dad, it's just like, it's just another fancy way of karate, you know? Like that's mm-hmm. what I thought at the time. And uh, he said, no, I just try it. I mean, it's totally different. You know, it's, he would watch UFC at the time too. And uh, he told me, no, it's totally different. Like you'll get to choke people and break their arms and stuff. I was like, what? Like, no way. Like, so we, go, we went to go check it out, and uh, yeah, man, my, my instructor was a, um, a judo black belt and a jiu-jitsu black belt, uh-huh. so um, he showed me, like, a throw, and then he showed me how to armbar, and I was just like, man, like, mind blown, you know, like, at that day, like, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do, like, forever, you know, and then after that, I just, like, I dropped everything else, I dropped basketball, I dropped soccer, I just wanted to do that full-time, like. How, how many times a week did you did you go for training? Oh man, I went every day. Every day. Every day. So meet Swamitra. He's coming to the mic. We have a lot of questions. No, I mean I just wanna I just wanna ask from a you know, I'm like thirty something, you know, and I'm freaking old. <laughs> and why are you laughing? <laughs> We're all over thirty. Man, you, you don't look thirty, don't worry. I know, right? <laughs> No, because we all look the same. We all, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Man. Like fine wine. Make, make me sound like a racist, man. No, because I, I just want to ask from um, a beginner point of view. Because this is for for black belt. I mean, some of these things are um, you, you do not even think about this. But for for newbies like me, yeah. I just started like less than two years ago. Okay. You know, I just want to know uh, a lot of people want just want to have the mindset of how you get the the uh, how long does it take for you to get the 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 training and and how, it, how at what point do you roll without even thinking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, you know that BJJ buck, <laughs> that, that buck. You know, it's definitely a long process. You know, like when I started. Um, I was in the kids class, but when I started jiu-jitsu, like at 16, I, was, I jumped into the, into the adult class. And uh, literally every single day I would go and just get tapped, you know, get destroyed. I'd be, it was like, I'd be training for like a year and I'd have adults that would just come in, white belts, you know, super, a lot bigger than me, you know, super strong. They would just muscle me and overpower me and I, I still couldn't do anything. You know, so after, after two years, legitimately, like after two years, uh, I got my first, like, I would tap people, you know, people would come in and be like, oh, go with him, you know, and like, I would tap them. So it took me a long time. I think it was just because like, I was like really small, you know, really, really skinny. So um, yeah, it took me a while, but I, I just took to it. I, I don't know why, I just loved it. I had to do it every day. 
Yeah, I would go to school, go to, and just think about it all the time. <laughs> every day, guys, get it rolled every day. Pretty much every day. Because I think, I think this is still pretty new in, in Indonesia, right? Jiu-Jitsu. So you might have some guys who who haven't done anything, who have any martial arts background, who do start in their 30s, who do watch UFC or see something, and, yeah, they, yeah. and they want to try it out. Do you have any advice for people like that who go from couch to mat? Yeah. I mean, you just got to stay persistent, you know, stay, be patient, very patient, and uh, just try it out. You know, there's a lot of people that, that see it, and then they t- people try to tell you about it, and they, they're like, oh, I don't know if it's not for me, but they, they never try it, no. you know what I mean? So, I mean, try it. You never know. You might love it. You might not, you know, but just stay patient, stay, stick with it, and, you know, eventually you'll start getting, getting those taps that you want, you know. You'll, you'll start seeing people. You'll, I feel like it's a cycle, you know. You start, and then people like higher belts they'll, they'll tap you and then you just stay patient stick with it and then you'll get those new guys that come in and then you'll be like man this guy's easy you know i can i can tap him i can sweep him you can do whatever you want to so like the first three months were absolute garbage right i think for, 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 for me is the first what, a year first and a half that's still crap what am i talking about that's not a lie here that's still shit but it gets a little bit better right no for sure it definitely it's definitely a cycle you know it's it definitely happens to everyone you know nobody's gonna come in on the first day and like tap everyone out you know no. but you know in in san diego i mean at least in in the states you have a lot of schools a lot of like vjj schools how how do you how do you choose that how do oh, you man. i mean how'd you get involved with you, park racing yeah man so That's i was um question. i think i was like a purple belt and um one of my friends invited me to an open mat down in san diego mm-hmm. i live like north county so i live like like 35 minutes away from from like where's san diego do they have starbucks there oh of course <laughs> <laughs> but um so one of my friends invited me to an open mat like on a sunday and he's like hey man like uh clark Gracie's gonna be there you know and i was like no way it's that's so cool so so we go down there and um it was it wasn't a it wasn't a big open mat there was probably like only like, like 15 or 20 guys there and clark was there and uh i was still training at my former uh uh, academy at the time hmm. but I went there we trained he trained with me and uh, after we rolled he, he invited me to his academy and he's like hey man like whenever you want you can your mother will come to come in and, and uh, come train you know so I was like sweet so there was a while that I was I would go there every weekend like every Saturday I would go to his academy and train with him and man we just became really co- close friends you know and uh, the training was very different to where I was formerly training and more adapted to what I wanted, you know, like competition and mm-hmm. and uh, the training wise, you know, it was, it was different. So I mean, uh, I have the, uh, like a, we have like a connection, you know, or, or like a, we became, became friends first, and then then we became like he became my instructor. You know? The the you know well, what is the difference between training for competition and training just um, how how do you know when when you had the when you tell yourself that you want to train for competition well that's the thing is like when you, know. when you start this do you have to compete you know there's some people who just want to train just for the knowledge and for the fun of it yeah exactly that's why um uh the academy i was at before it was great you know i started and uh learned a lot but um you know the training wasn't for a competition, you know, I feel like for me, if you if you want to compete, you should be with people who right. also want to compete, you know, not just be the only one that wants to compete, and and kind of you won't get that that, um, that extra push that you need for competition. But 
everybody has their own opinions. Everybody can can compete or can't compete. Uh, I don't think it's mandatory, you know, mm. you shouldn't. But if you definitely want to get better at jiu-jitsu, you should definitely compete. You know, it's definitely a different environment, different uh, the pressure. You know, it's uh, it's different. So you should. We had this conversation off the mic before and about moving academies. Huh. So how how difficult was that for you to move from your former academy to Clark Gracie's? Oh man, it was uh, it was a it was a pretty uh, it was pretty hard, you know. It was a it was a big definitely a big sacrifice for me. I mean, um, are, you, are you guys still cool with the people? We I actually am, yeah. So when it um, when I first started, he was like a, he was like a father figure to me, you know. Yeah. Like I, I would I would look up to him, you know. Uh, it was just a uh, I was him, I was for, with him for probably. Like, seven years mm. you know so, uh, six seven years and um when i had to move it's you know i, I came to the decision where i finally made the transition because there, there was a time where i would train at both academies you know but uh at one point i had to tell him you know like like i had to be the one to come up to him and like tell him you know like hey uh you know that's what i want but he got pissed at first you know obviously i think anybody would you know got angry but uh after that he he i think he understood me and uh, respected me for being up front with him and, and telling him what, what I wanted and he and he was totally cool with it you know he totally told me hey man like do your thing like I'll support you 100% like it'll be cool you know and my my doors are always open to you so I was like man it's awesome at what age did this happen um I was I was like four years I was like four years ago so I was like 21 22 so yeah but um because when, when you move you're a purple right well, no. See, at the time, I was I was still training at both academies. Oh. When I, I I officially did my move was at Brown Belt. So I was at Brown Belt, and um, then I officially switched to Clark's. Mm. I see that you have a good relationship with Clark's. He's like a brother, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> when you compete in Metamorphs Challenger, uh -huh. yeah, like you got hurt. And he was like carrying you. <laughs> I told myself I want a professor like that. Right? Yeah, man. When you got hurt, someone like who's always there for you. Cause, yeah. I mean, because some guys, you know, like the instructor in a lot of academies, they just like they're just to like teach and like mind their own business. You yeah. Know, just like and get the, putting the their payment right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, uh, we became like like I said before, like we became really good friends before he became my instructor. You know, so. Uh, I think that has to do a part of it, but that tournament, yeah, he was uh, he was in my corner. It was the finals. I got heel hooked and and uh, I tore some ligaments in my foot. I couldn't walk at all, and uh, I was I was so hungry though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just got competing. It was a it was a, it was a long two uh, two weekends. So the weekend before that that tournament, I had a uh, Nogi Worlds. So I had four matches, and then the next week I had the the tournament Metamorphs. It was Saturday and Sunday. So then after my final match where I got heel hooked, I was just like, I'm tired, I'm hungry, and now my foot's freaking swollen, I can't walk, you know? But uh, he was cool, man. He like carried me into Olive Garden. <laughs> everybody, everybody's like, everybody's like looking at us, yeah. like, what the hell's going on with this guy? And then everybody sees my foot, like, oh shit, okay, that <laughs> sucks, but no, nah, man, he's really cool, you know? Uh, we we do a lot of, a lot of uh, we hang out all the time, you know, outside of the academy. So. What kind of major injuries have you had throughout all this? I think that was my worst for Just sure. That one? Yeah, for sure. How Luckily, long of a layoff was that? Like uh probably like a month. Yeah, a month. Like like three weeks I couldn't I couldn't walk. I had to use crutches for the first time, which sucked. <laughs> it looks easy, but 
it was it was not so how do you pre- prepare yourself mentally like right after that it's because you can't do anything right yeah can you still teach or can you well i mean i, I couldn't walk, I couldn't walk yeah i was just off i mean it was it was hard but i feel like for me it was pretty good at the time because it was literally the end of the year mm. it was um you know all the tournaments all the big tournaments were done so mm. it was, it was kind of like a, a vacation slash recovery time you know so i think the the, the timing had a lot to do with it because if it if it was before and i had like a whole bunch of tournaments to do yeah i'd be like depressed you know? right, so it's like all right it's the end of competition season you got a month off to recover and recuperate and just straight back into exactly, it exactly yeah because so. i think that happened like in november or something so it was just uh um just recovering you know get ready for the holidays eat a lot you know just, <laughs> do you, i mean i think the, the problem is especially with athletes they just want to push themselves a bit too much the, during the recovery time it's not proper recovery did you really just lay off it or just try to push it a bit and just try to like in general or just in, at, in at that general, time in at general that time yeah at, at the time or? at the time yeah so yeah at the time it was just you know elevated because my foot would literally like like pulse and, and hurt so much when I just try to sit up, stand up, you know? So I would always have, have to be laying down with my foot elevated, so. Oh, so you couldn't really fuck around anyway, No, so was- no, yeah. Like, I remember one time, because uh, at the time I had to get ready for Clark's wedding. I was one of the groomsmen oh, okay. for, at his wedding. And I told him, I was like, man, my freaking, my foot hurts, you know? Like, how am I gonna do this? He's like, man, whatever. So I had to go and um, look at tuxedos and suits and stuff with him. So I remember I was driving at the time I had a, a automatic car and uh, I would have my foot outside the window because <laughs> it would hurt so bad like sitting down it would hurt so bad sitting down so I like had my foot outside the window as I was driving down to get my my, uh, my suit fitted and everything and people would look at me like what the hell's wrong with this guy and then, uh, luckily I didn't get pulled over by the cops you know, but, mm-hmm. so it was, was your left foot? It was my left foot, yeah. So you're really just driving out with your foot out like that. Exactly, right next to the rear view mirror, you know, like outside. Oh, but, uh, man. Hey, man, I was just wondering, when you got promoted to a, the the black belt, mm-hmm. what was in your mind? Oh, man, so many things, you know? Like, I feel like everything since I've started, you know, it rushed into my head, you know? Every, every, every day, every, every competition, every training session, every, like... You know, all the sacrifices, hard work, dedication that I put in through is just like finally paid off, you know. Obviously, it was a long time coming and I, I wasn't going to stop, you know, anytime soon. So it was just like, man, I was just kind of like waiting for it. But when it happened, it's just like kind of like a, a relief, you know, like a, a goal was was met. And uh, just words can't explain, you know, you got to you got to experience it for yourself. So keep training. And uh, get your black belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm just happy to get a strike. <laughs> <laughs> At this I point like in my life, it's like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like, I made it. I'm yeah. done. Thank you. Don't give me stripes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like uh, a year ago, you were competing in Pan Am. So at that time, I was like rooting for you. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got through the first match pretty quick. And then the next match, the next day, yeah. So we, we were talking on Instagram. I was saying like, "Oh man, you gotta tame a big snake tomorrow." Yeah, man. And you gotta go against Cobrinha. Yeah. One of the best. Like he just got a super grand grand slam, mm-hmm. right? He won like ADCC, yeah. the Worlds, Pan Ams, Europeans, and yeah. Brazilians. Yeah, man. He yeah. he never he he didn't lose one match at all. Like all the tournaments yeah. he went into, he won everything all last year. Which so, is insane. It's really, really hard to do. I, he's, a, he's the only one who's done it in exactly. all of Jiu-Jitsu history. You know? 
And uh, for me, like, usually when I, when I do a tournament before, I don't like to look at the brackets. You know, I don't mm. like to, to see who I'm going to. Who, who. <laughs> <laughs> wanna, Allegedly, you wanna, Calvin. You want to say no something, proof. Calvin? <laughs> Calvin, I think my, uh, Calvin wants to say something. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. No, the, the thing about Calvin is like, if, even if you don't want to look at the brackets, he's going to go to look at your bracket. Go on Facebook, look you. up the guy, and show you the picture of the guy and how big they are. That's terrible. <laughs> and it, and he'll tell you like, you're going against this guy. You know what are you gonna do, you man? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great mentality to have as a coach, yeah. by the way. No, uh, <laughs> for sure. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Thanks for that. No, and, and a lot of people think you know it's a it's a physical sport, but it definitely the mental aspect of it is so big. You know, you can definitely psych yourself out and be like, oh man, I'm going against one of the best. He he's gonna beat me for sure. You know, and then and then you you lose. You obviously lose. Yeah, exactly. You know, so for me, like when I I don't like to look at brackets. You know, I just go show up and 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 do my thing. But when everybody, man, everybody knew it was my first Pan Ams as a black belt. Uh, be like, man, everybody told me, and they're like. If you win your first match, you have Cobrinha. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, shit, man, thanks so much. I was like, okay, so I'll just, I'll just focus on my first match because I, I know if I, if I start thinking about Cobrinha, I'll like psych myself out. Or I don't know, just like anything could happen, you know, the first match. So I just kind of like blocked that from my head and like focused on my, my first day, which is on Saturday, my first match. So then I won my first match uh, and uh, I had to wait till the next day to compete again against Cobrinha, mm -hmm. which is like the first match the entire day on Sunday and man it was it's crazy <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw the match but he pretty much like just toyed with me man uh, uh, I didn't get submitted but he would just like pass he's so so controlling you know so pass my guard I would try to replace I would recover and then he would just pass again and I know he was hunting for my back so I wasn't gonna give it to him you know so I just stayed just stayed uh, on my back and just tried to defend it's <laughs> the longest 10 minutes of my life for sure <laughs> <laughs> at least he gave you some compliments right on slow grappling yeah yeah so they did an interview on him um prior and during and then after obviously but uh after the match they they, they asked him like uh how was the match how did the match go and he's, he's really cool man he's really humble really really nice guy uh someone to definitely look up to you know and uh obviously his jiu-jitsu is unbelievable uh, unreal and uh he uh you know spoke highly of me which is pretty cool you know not a lot of people can say that they went up against yeah. one of the best you know so i think it's really cool i'm gonna talk something about just strength versus technique like how important is it do you think to do all this conditioning work and have that strength yeah. versus technique can well, you I mean, just get away with like brilliant technique and not use power well i mean it, it it um it comes to a certain point where if you, your, your opponent matches your technique, mm -hmm. that's that extra push, that extra strength is gonna definitely help you out. You know what I mean? If your if your technique is like the same, and you don't have that extra strength to pull off the techniques or to or to overpower your opponent, I feel like that'll definitely like give you the extra edge against them. You know, so sometimes strength could could help, but the majority obviously you want to get the technique down, the the, the techniques and. Uh, uh, properly execute them but so you should do some strength uh, definitely because everybody does it now you know everybody works out everybody does that extra extra power that they need you know <laughs> what you're off camera come on 
Calvin, what do you need oh, to say? Yeah, there we go, there we go. Calvin's showing off the showing guns. Showing off the guns. He's like shooting needles in his arm. We're talking about, talking about the guy. You, you have something to say, Calvin? No. What are you trying to say? Man, this is going to go public, man. If he, hear, right. if he hears this, he's going <laughs> to... <laughs> Allegedly, by the way. So normally, in your academy, like, how long does it take for a, a new guy from white belt to get promoted to a blue belt? In, in my academy? Yeah. Well, usually, like, um, it'll take about, like, eight years, I think. Uh, eight years for, like, white to black. But obviously, there's certain, um, there's different uh, people that obviously progress faster. Yes. You know, their competitions, they, they do a lot better. And um, I don't know, I just feel like it's... It all depends on the person, you know, how, how much time you've spent on the mat, how much, you know, just like everything, you know, how you progress. But uh, I think on average, it'll take about eight years to hit your black belt. Sure. Every day. Like, Every day, yeah. Cause like, it's not like karate, man, where you can just pay and get your belts, you know. <laughs> break some boards. <laughs> yeah, break some boards and then where's my, where's my black belt? You know? Like, Suti, you train a lot. Like, how many times a week? Three to four times. Three to four times a week? Mm-hmm. Like, you have still a white belt now, like. Uh, you've been training for a year, a year now. A year. So, what should he expect when to get promoted? I mean, like, it's not like asking for a promotion, but like, you need like to know like uh, the timeline. So you need to prepare yourself so you don't stop there. You know, like always in white belts. Yeah. I mean, what's expected of you as a, you know? Yeah. What should you as an instructor, what do you expect your student like when, when they train like? You're from white to blue. Let's just say. Like if you train like three times, right? Because three, three that's times. what we have, right? Here, three times maximum, maybe yeah. four. Yeah, three to four. Yeah. No, I think as an as an instructor, uh, you should definitely know how your your students are progressing. You know, know how they are. And uh, as a student, I don't think you should worry too much. You know what uh, what to expect or like what to do. Just uh, enjoy the journey, man. It's only we only get five belts. You know, uh, other martial arts is like so many more. You know, but. I feel like that's why it's like longer to to progress. There's just so many, just less belts, and and you, um, I don't know. It's it's a journey, so just enjoy the journey. Keep training. I, I'm I'm not too worried about moving to blue. I kind of you know there's zero pressure uh-huh. for me to just be like oh I gotta progress. And there's some people like I've been doing this for a while now, so how, and they just they're hunting for that next belt, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the process is always good. So, but, you know, after a while, it's like, it's humbling because then you see maybe someone who's, who's just starting, they, they start to come up to your level as well. Mm -hmm. So for sure. Yeah. uh, Being an instructor of any academy, they should definitely know like, okay, this guy is ready for his blue belt, you know, or, or he should know at least all the fundamentals before getting the blue belt, you know? Because I was on vacation for about a month and I came back and it was just, garbage <laughs> after that I'm totally yeah right. seriously like, like, all right shrimp uh, <laughs> <laughs> my body just doesn't work yeah it's, it's normal you know you take time off and the body needs to readjust right so so in your academy do you guys do like standardized tests like you need to know to know this certain amount of self-defense techniques yeah yeah clark is really big on self-defense you know self-defense knowing your fundamentals so we have a a fundamentals class 
and we have actual curriculum, you know, to uh, what to need for like white to blue, blue to purple. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's not really important like how many medals you have, but like if you got into problems on the street, at least you're like able to defend yourself. Like, of course. And not pull guard, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> usually jiu-jitsu, <laughs> jiu-jitsu, that's what's made for. That. <laughs> jiu-jitsu, that's what's made for, you know, self-defense to protect yourself. It wasn't really like a sport, you know, just like another martial art, you know, but uh, you should definitely know how to defend yourself for sure. Have you been to Brazil? I have not. I have not yet, but I'm actually um, planning a camp for Brazil in March, right after Pan Ams. Mm. And uh, it's like 90% sure that I'm going, so I'm pretty excited, man. Brazil, first first time in Brazil. Uh, I can't wait. Go straight to the source and see what's up. We'll pretty be going much, to Rio? Yeah. yeah, Rio, for sure. Rio, I think I'll, be, I'll say, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to stay for like a, three weeks because I want to go Rio and Sao Paulo, man. I just want to... You know, if I'm already there, why not just <laughs> explore everything, you know? Yeah. So how, how, tell, tell us more about like your trips. How often do you go out of the States and just go on tour, quote oh. unquote? Oh man, I travel quite often, you know, I, I, whenever I'm in competition or I have a competition coming up, I always want to stay home and not travel so much, but, um, man, Traveling for me, it's uh, it's awesome. Exploring new things, you know, exploring the world, it's it's great. I can't. Where have you been? Where have you been so far? Uh, I've been like Europe, Asia, Australia, Mexico. Yeah. Favorite place? Oh, that one's hard, man. <laughs> that one's hard. I mean, right now, like the Jakarta. The <laughs> man, uh, man, the 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 Martabak here is getting a. It's getting up there, so it's... it's <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, man. That's <laughs> so bad, man. So bad. It's so good, right? What's going on over there? Like, the camera's off? Yeah. So, like, Sudi, you have, like, your problems, like, as a white belt. Like, I got promoted, like, two, two and a half years ago. Mm to blue belt same as you but you got your uh, Calvin got his purple belt now mm. like I'm still fucking scared like please don't give me a stripe like <laughs> I have one stripe actually like I think like uh, I avoided the the time where prof was giving up his stripes uh, I, I just decided not to come to class because like whenever I travel I, I meet up I, I roll with all these guys and like I got my ass kicked mm. my ass whooped everywhere man like Singapore Japan Australia like I don't want to get another stripe like when what, what do you think I should work on man like I think um, I should think you should trust your instructor you know definitely trust your instructor he'll he'll look out for you he right. won't. and <laughs> and back rolling eh? yeah. back rolling back rolling <laughs> Don't get stuck on back rolls. <laughs> yeah, please, you, you gotta show the story what happened oh, last yeah. night. So gotta... last night, Brandon was sharing a lasso sweep, and like, you need to do back back rolls, so you'll end up uh, on side control, right? Yeah. yeah. So I got stuck every time, and like Calvin was <laughs> laughing so hard, he was saying like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're fucking blue belts, and you're trying to learn heel hooks now." <laughs> Shit. Oh man, that was so what happened. Man. You just 
stuck doing back yeah. rolls. So, yeah, like when you do a back roll, you have to like roll over your shoulder, right? right. You roll over your shoulder, you look that way, and you clear your head. And uh, <laughs> Eric was going directly on his head. So he would... <laughs> that sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> he, would go, he would go inverted, and then he'd be like, man, I can't move. I'm stuck. I was like, I was like no, no shit, man. You're on, your, you're on your head. You got to roll over your shoulder. <laughs> So it's it's, it's my fat panda guards, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> panda like to go like that, right? Like inverted and stuck. They just roll, right? Yeah. They just roll, yeah. That's funny. So you think you don't want to get your stripes because it's just added pressure. You don't feel it's worthy because you're rolling out everywhere else in the world and you're getting destroyed? I just don't want to be a mediocre purple belt. That's the, the first thing on my mind. But like getting more stripes... When you go to other gyms, mm. they will want to go hard on you. I mm. mean, like when I go to Sydney and roll, mm. they really go hard on me. Like those guys do, like have a background in rugby. You know, like mm. they do like a lot of mm. tackles and stuff. Mm. You know, I got tapped a lot, mm. but I mean it's good getting tapped. You know, like because that's one of the process. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if you piss off whenever you got tapped. You won't you you won't be able to like progress to learn. Uh, yeah, but like it's two years. All all like I got two friends starting off with me, and like they're actually even Calvin started like a few months after me. But William here is pretty much like he start you start a little later, a little later. But we got promoted together. I like taking my time, but like I'm kind of like scared, you know, like. Cause I can't even back roll, man. Because <laughs> you're not a panda, bro. <laughs> no, like when you do the warm up, warm ups, like I can do back rolls, but like that's, that was what I was thinking. I was thinking like yeah. warmed up, being like, what's wrong with your back exactly. roll? So, like, I think like I need the cupping therapy that you did. Maybe it will help. No, I think um, a lot of people when they, especially when they go to the different academies, you know. Uh, I feel like every everybody has something to prove at their academy, you know. Yeah. So they always go that it's harder, you know. If if you tap someone, then they're gonna put that next toughest guy on you, you know. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, just go with this guy and see how you do. And yeah, then if, exactly. if they eventually like make you tap, you know, then it'll be like, satisfies. You know? It seems like everyone's keenly aware that there's like an interloper coming in. Exactly. Let's, let's see what this guy's. Got. Oh, he's got stripes too. Let's go. Right. Let's even see. even. Nobody like I feel like nobody talks about it, but it's definitely it's, it's it, it, yeah. Everybody everybody does it for sure. I think the first two roles are like a uh, uh, respectful testing of the water. <laughs> Hell yeah. no, that no. was a <laughs> no. that was just like all right, you you look big. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. I got destroyed, man. It's like, even if it's in an alliance affiliated gym in Jakarta, they're like, oh, you're in here. Okay, we don't know you. So, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Because you train in different branches. Yeah, Yeah, just train in different branches. Yeah, especially when you travel, you know, you you don't want to get injured because, like, tomorrow there's Disneyland. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to limp in a Disneyland. Like walking with a limb. Yeah, you don't want daddy on the scooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My son's strolling me around. <laughs> For a while, so nice. <laughs> so when you're on vacation, you're still rolling around there, right? You I like to roll everywhere. Because like, then you get to see. Because like, personally, I feel like we're not there yet. Because like, 
maybe we don't train as much as them. We don't have classes every day where they have classes every day. Maybe they're off. Your academy are off on Sunday or you have classes in... We, we have a... Mm, we have an affiliate in La Jolla, which is, kind of, is still in San Diego, but it's like uh, not headquarters. We have open mat on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. You know, a lot of people open up on Sundays to have open mat. It's optional. And uh, but Saturdays we have class. We have we have a judo class. Actually, what's your, what's your schedule like at your academy? So you got like morning classes, yeah, afternoon and night. Monday, just... Monday, Wednesday, Friday we have uh, six a.m. noon class and then six p.m. Mm. Yeah, and then Tuesday, Thursday it's just noon and mm. six p.m. And then Saturday we have ten a.m. class. They usually run around like ninety minutes or an hour. Um, an hour and a half. Yeah. An hour and a half. Yeah. yeah we got two hours. Two hours. Two hours plus. But love them like try to skip the first half an hour. Nobody comes from yeah. <laughs> coming in late. <laughs> coming late, like. Well, okay. To be fair, we do live in Jakarta and traffic's yeah. that shit. So. It's tough, you know. Like. Sure. It took me like uh, one and a half hours, two hours at first. Now the traffic's actually is getting better because like you know the odd number cars the even number cars it take me like one hour you know like the first day when we train yeah it just take like less than one hour right uh-huh. but before it took me two hours you know when i first started it's crazy man like I sacrifice don't... you need to make for this yeah sometimes you just have to position yourself near near wherever you're training that night so you don't have to deal with rush hour right like, mm-hmm. like when i'm training at kuninga i'm like okay i know like I don't have to be in this area because I can't go from let's say out of town and come back in because there's no way I'll be training because I just I'm too tired in the car mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. How, well, obviously you guys are used to it, but if I was if I had to drive right now in Indonesia, I would not be able to. You know, yeah, you've, you've seen <laughs> it so I, would, far. I would not be able to. Man. I'm like uh, I don't know how. There's like no lanes. There's just like cars and and motorcycles going in and out and weaving through cars traffic laws like, what? what not yet no you don't want to die man no we should we should all go, go like those like the green guys with the helmets and just motorcycle on the motorcycle uh-huh. it's a motorcycle taxi oh my god yeah see that's crazy we don't have uh, Do motorcycle taxi actually we can we can, can take him to uh the bean after this with Go check. And came back here later? Yeah, okay. So oh, you want to uh, do that? Like, it's a hard knock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that will be funny. Oh, God. Oh, Just hope it doesn't nice. rain again. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel somewhat safer in a car, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, for sure. It's fine. Those are the famous last words, Mitt. That's finally fine. It's Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Something happens. Oh, no. That's a. Uh, that insurance covered, right? <laughs> <laughs> but live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll put this on. So the first night Brandon was here, he he tried durian ice cream. Excellent. Yeah. So you've tried a lot of things here. Actually, like you want to try everything, man. That's like, good, man. Not not everybody like oh, tourists want to try like like crazy foods we have, you know, like. Nasi Padang, that's Soto. Still, that's still accessible. I mean, the durian and... I mean, I saw the photo of you eating the martabak and the first thing I commented was, holy shit, watch out for the ice. <laughs> but, I mean, but so far, so good? Nothing? No, and uh, I mean, I, I think I have a pretty strong stomach, you know. Yeah. come from a Mexican family, so they, uh, they use a lot of spices, you know, so kind of used to it. And me, I just... 
I love food, man. I can't. <laughs> uh, I, I love trying new things, you know, trying everything. But uh, the durian, oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's the mountain you got to climb. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be exciting. So we're going to make him try durian to, today. And Jenko. <laughs> oh, man. Empathet. Empathet. But after rolls, because that shit. Yeah. That's going to be fun. It's horrible. That's going to be fun. going to try durian for the first time. Well, I tried the ice cream. Right? The ice cream is totally different. Uh, yeah. It, it's like sugar like down, right? Sugar down. It's like sugar. sugar. Oh, man. You got to get that one ripe fruit. Yeah. Are we still mic'd? Are we still on? Yeah. yeah oh, cool. Cal, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Like, He's got to record my reaction. Oh, we're going to go outside, though, right? Huh? We're going outside. Is he bringing it, is he bringing it in? No, we can't eat here. One, two bites. Just... Not one, two bites, dude. That dude, I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to be able to eat the whole thing. You crack open the box, it's whole thing smells. Oh, it's here. Oh, oh, oh okay. Geez. Is it a right one? Oh, I'm going to leave it Oh, it's a good one. It smells nice. Oh. Oh. I haven't smelled oh. it yet, so. So, oh. on the way here, I got Brandon's acquainted with urine smell in the car. What's up, Brandon? <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Party. How many peas we have? Uh, I've got probably like four lobes. Oh like man, lobes. I can smell it now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a super ripe one too, because it's already all watery and shit. So, it's gonna be fun. And it's sort of sealed too, so you get that fun. I guess to open it. No, you, you, you guys open well, it. I'm not gonna be with you. Crack that open and let it just walk your way. <laughs> this is crazy. Look at this. Crazy. It's already, so it's already, it's, it's not how it comes, right? It's already opened up and... This is already yeah. opened up. Yeah. It's yeah. not big, thorny. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Oh, man. Thorny, yeah. It's like a thorny fruit. It's a, yeah. Green color. You don't want that thing falling on your head. Yeah. No, for sure. It's always first time for everything. You, you're gonna have to try that first bite for me. No, man. You, <laughs> you, you, you can try it, man. Open it. Open it. Oh, open it. Open it. Dude, it looks like a. Is it like? Yeah. It looks weird. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's not that bad, dude. <laughs> it smells like raw onions and garlic. Oh, man. I think my dad would like this, actually. Some tissues. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Good thing, uh, so, so I haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think this is a good thing, right? If I haven't had breakfast, because I yeah. just like throw it up if I get it. Feels like a booger, man. <laughs> Slimy. Feels like I just sneezed on my hand and uh, need a tissue. Alright, I'll tell you what's wrong. Ah, that's the one. <laughs> 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 oh. No way. No way? No. Disgusting. Try another one. Disgusting, man. I think I think you No, we, you missed it. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> So Brenda was practically like in tears right now. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a super ripe one though. I can smell yeah. It. That's really ripe. That's like uh, the most terrible thing I've ever had. You sure? It's it's maybe cry. Take another one, man. 
I'm good, man. <laughs> How can you guys eat this stuff? <laughs> so you can't fake that reaction too. That was brilliant. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, before we close it up, uh, Brandon will be going to Samarang to see our good friend Hendra over at Checkmate Samarang. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys enjoyed in Samarang. We really enjoyed all our time so far here. Brandon showing us all the, his techniques, all his knowledge, Sweet. right? And being a good sport, trying the durian here. Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, it's called out. Thank you, Professor Brandon, for coming. Uh, thank you so much. Yourself yeah. And just being super cool, dude. Thank you. Uh, Eric, spring roll, best keys on the planet. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Mitt, thanks for setting everything up. Yeah. Calvin. <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Promote yourself, yeah, well, be, be in the playboy. <laughs> and William, my, my partner here well, also. Here. Thanks, guys. This, is, this has been fun. Our first podcast. First of many, I hope. And Sorry, guys, that we fucked things up for you listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't know what the hell we're doing, but hope you guys had some fun. Uh, that's fun for any, sure. any, any words to close out the podcast from you? Oh, man. Just uh, thank you so much. This is my first time actually doing like a, a podcast. So. It was fun. It was great. Um, I well, love first time, right? Yeah, like for sure. Getting interviewed on TV. Yeah, getting interviewed. CNN in Indonesia the first time. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Ooh, Becoming ooh. quite popular in Indonesia now. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Thank you for the durian. Great We hope you come back again, man. I will. Like, definitely. Soon. Definitely. It's a lot of fun. Thank you so and much. And all the best for you in Pan Ams. Hopefully you make enough points for the worlds also. Cause yeah. like you, the last time you man, yeah, I need I need eleven more points to get qualify for worlds. So. We'll get there, bro. With the durian sure. power. Durian, durian power. power I'll have to feed power. durian to my opponent so they can. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm like, dude, this guy stinks, man. What is this? What do you tap for? It's yeah. fucking durian smell. <laughs> this guy needs to shower or something. But uh, no, nah, thank you guys so much. It's been fun, and uh, I'll see. You, hopefully, see you guys soon. <laughs> I'll say I'll say the pot the podcast come on yeah, yeah. the podcast just messing around all right done all right cool thanks Peace. guys.